Sue is all about the modern pioneer woman and the real MVP on her unique journey of becoming and being who God has called her to be. The pursuit teaches us that the divine connection between faith, behavior modification, and wealth in every area of our lives should no longer be denied. I'm your host, Victoria Grace, board certified behavior analyst, healthcare business builder, and founder of Dare to Pursue. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey there, Dare to Pursue family. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this movement. I am so glad that you're here and boy, do I have a treat for you today. I have an amazing interview that I did back in February of 2023 with the beautiful Miss Sharday Harrell. I wanted to come on really quickly just to let you guys know what's going on right now here in June of 2023. So make sure that you go ahead to the show notes right now. You click the links and join our pursuit, our Facebook group, and join our email list if you already haven't. We have a lot of amazing things coming up and an MVP day at the end of this month. So make sure that you guys stay connected and I hope that you enjoy this interview. Okay. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Dare to Pursue podcast. It's your girl, Victoria Grace. And you guys already know we are about to get into the tea, the tea of being modern pioneer woman and real MVP. We have our lovely guest today, Ms. Charday Harrell. I'm super excited to have you. Welcome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then we can get right into this interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So first, I am so excited to be here on your beautiful platform and to just share this screen, but most importantly, share our vision, share our paths and and talk about God, because I know that this is faith-based all day. So I'm just super excited. Um, we've shared um, space, I think, about a year now. Um, yeah, with the, actually, um, yeah, the actually anniversary, huh? Yes. I'm like, come through. Happy Every anniversary. <laughs> yes, we are kingdom cousins. So yes. so excited to be on. So a little bit about myself, born and raised right here in Orlando, Florida, right here, meaning right here where I am. I know y'all from all over the place, uh, which is amazing. I am a growth strategist. I work with visionaries, leaders, um, anyone that is trying to go from vision to value. You can be in a profit space or a nonprofit space. You can be within the ministry or within corporate America. And I get you from the boardroom to the marketplace. I get you from vision to value. And I sit with you and I give you creative concepts, give you strategies to really find your voice. And whatever that looks like, we go, we build brick by brick. I'm super excited to have worked with people in my consulting firm since 2018. Um, I was a corporate girl. I built, I kind of built, I, I wouldn't say climb, I built the ladder in corporate and got me to this space because I saw that there was a need um, in our community um, just for not only personal development, but career development. So I'm super excited. I, I have a trade both in the real estate and also financial sector. Um, so I always want to impact where I feel my community lacks. And we don't build enough wealth in real estate. We don't build enough wealth in life annuities. So I always try to make sure that I strategically um, do those things so that we can be successful. So that's just a little bit about me. 
<laughs> Absolutely. If y'all didn't know, this is Sade, the strategist. So today we have a strategist, a kingdom strategist right here, right now in our midst. And I already know like God is going to, because you always come through. The thing is about Sade. If y'all, you guys have known, you know, I've been talking about prophetic planning daily, and this is a room that I do at least three times a week. And, and she's I, the bomb, by the way, like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and when I get to go live with Sharday, she always comes through with an equation or a formula to get you from where you are to where you like. And it's Holy Spirit downloaded every time because we don't know what people are, what the leader of that day is going to come on to talk about. And so I just love that he has allowed me to connect with somebody with such kingdom authority, right? And walking in that authority. And so thank you so much again for being here. I'm super excited. So let's go ahead and just get started. Number one, first and foremost, can you share with us what being successful servant leader means to you? Uh, what being a successful servant leader means to me. Well, I mean, aside from the adjective successful, right? We know that's positive. (laughs) Um, I believe servant leader is an individual who not only serves, but is also a leader. Mm -hmm. I love this narrative. Um, As I read it once, I've even heard that even the greatest amongst us are still leaders. They're still providing a service, yet they're a leader. So to me, uh, a successful servant leader is someone that is not only doing it with passion, but doing it with purpose. And they're serving, they're leading, they're seeking the kingdom as well. So that's what it means for me. Absolutely. And I love that you were able to say that, number one, I think sometimes we look at servant leadership or anything with the word servant in it as if it's negative or if it, as if it's bad. And, you know, for me, and I know that the people that I'm called to, I need them to be comfortable with obviously taking on the truth because I believe that God has called us all to be servant leaders, taking on that truth of, yes, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve a specific person for a specific purpose. And so thank you so much for that explanation. I think it's very clear. I don't need to add anything to it. (laughs) So with that understanding, and I know that you already operate in that role as successful servant leader, can you Mm -hmm. describe your journey for us to becoming and operating in the fact that you are modern pioneer woman? Oh my gosh. So a modern pioneer woman. I, so you already know, you guys, I said I was born and raised in Orlando, Florida, but a lot of people, although I really thrived and soared in corporate America, a lot of people don't know that I'm a college dropout. College dropout, but I still thrive even in the most toxic environments. And I became the youngest leader actually in my business segment for a Fortune 500 company. That's why I have a lot of transferable skills now. I mean, I had the red hair, the visible tattoos, but I had such an infectious personality. And because of my perseverance and my faith, I defeated major giants. So I started in the pharmaceutical industry, I want to say back in 2004. And I served as an operations leader, had 10 plus years in that. I managed, coached, developed teams, over 40 employees. And over time, I specialized in training, development, y'all, so many things, client services, even account management. And I became a brand ambassador for corporate America. And it was amazing with these companies. Like, can you be that person that just really, you know, inspire and influence? I was an influence before it was even Famous to be an influencer. Before it was popular, okay? Right, before it was even popular. So I was able to um, 
just do mentorship. I would get some of the lowest performers in the company and pretty much show them how to be great. Um, so it kind of allowed me to be this consultant that I am today using those transferable skills. And most importantly, y'all, after I became a homeowner, it's something that was impelled in me like, hold up, I need other streams. Like you can't just do it with this job, that job to get you in there, but yeah. you really have to do other things. So I started and continued my efforts of being an impact in the community and being, of course, a, a servant leader. So I launched my consulting um, business um, as a strategist in the fall of 2018, y'all. And shortly I became a licensed real estate professional. Um, I not only specialize in buyer's education, but also a representation. I do non-traditional and traditional. But y'all, while working with these families and getting in, them into the home ownership journey, I noticed a really big common um, denominator and it was financial literacy. Ooh, financial awesome. literacy. Mm -hmm. And what happened is when we become homeowners, sometimes we do one or two things. We fix our credit, we save some money. But are you really uprooting some real issues as to why you had to one, work on those things to even get in the home. Because sometimes we'll get motivated, but we're not truly inspired because motivation is temporarily. And I just noticed that a lot of our people or our community were just doing quick fix fixes, but not doing the hard work, not doing the root work um, and uprooting some things that were really causing us to not be as successful. Um, so for me, I really saw that and wanted to promote my company as a blessing in land. Okay. And when I tell people that I was a strategist, because I wear multiple hats, I am here to implement because I serve the master strategist. And mind you, there's no mastermind without the master. But I wanted to start working on our first home. It was easy as a real estate agent to give people keys to their new home, but working on you first was more important. So that's why I was able to give them access to keys to unlock their future, work on themselves and build their dream home. And them, that wealth building, that retirement plan, those business growth strategies and life goals, and most importantly, identifying their why. So that's why I feel like that was kind of my journey of becoming this modern pioneer woman today. No, that's so good. You <laughs> touched on so many points and I love, I kind of want to just go back just a little bit because when people come to me and they say, you know, Victoria, how did you, you know, how'd you start this business? Like what made you want to start this business? And I share that with them and they say, oh, but I don't have this qualification. I don't have a degree or I don't have a certification. The fact that you are and you have been able to be this modern pioneer woman and this trailblazer as somebody who doesn't you I don't know what you have now, but at the time, right, you said you did not go to school or you dropped out, right? And so some people feel like they can't go forward or they can't be great because they don't have these qualifications that the world gives. Right. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I, I feel for me being a college dropout because I pursue college. I always want a higher education. I'm an avid learner. Like I read books all the time. Like that's just me. Knowledge is so important. Right. But I, I didn't become this person that feels like, oh, knowledge is power. I believe the application of knowledge is what's power. It's how you actually apply it because you can become, you know, an information junkie. But you, you got so much information, but you're not doing with it. So what you do with the knowledge that you have, 
I was able to turn that for my good. So being a college dropout, actually having that adversity gave me advancement to my assignment. Wow. Because I would walk in rooms that I felt that, okay, I'm not qualified for, but not realizing once I sat at the table, everyone didn't start because they were waiting for me. So <laughs> that um, uniqueness and not just, you can, I have knowledge without college debt. You know, I my gift, my, that G was getting me in rooms that my degrees couldn't. Wow. Because that was just, I, I was, I was running on the oil of just my gift and what God literally put in my DNA to be great for. And does that need a collegiate path? It did not. I'm, I'm just a destiny pusher. Mm-hmm. I push people to be what they need to be. A coach is a person that will sh- teach you the game, right? And you got to, you got to play it. But in a mentor is someone that will really teach you how to live life. It's like, okay, we always heard the saying about teach me how to, you know, teach me how to fish or show me how to fish. But when you teach them how to actually catch the fish, Mm. they can take that with them for the rest of their lives. So I just and when I thought about pioneer women, I was like, are we going back into the 1800s? It made me think of the Amelia Earhart's, you know, Mm. like I was like, this is so dope that you asked about this because that was the first woman who like flew solo over the Atlantic Ocean. Right. But it's like now I also think about pioneer women. There's a local ministry here at my church where we represent being born of God, being women of God, pio women. And that's really short for being a pioneer. So I would define a modern pioneer woman, just basically in the context of overcoming, of just being, blazing a trail that was probably not made before, but you were able, because of the adversity, graduating from the university of adversity, hello, you, (laughs) but I still was able to take my gift in spite of, despite of, but Mm -hmm. still be so unique to thrive in a room full of people that had degrees but could not deny my gift. And and I really just had to have you say that, you know, your name is being, you're actually, let me go back. You said specifically, they couldn't even start the meeting until you got there. They weren't even starting meetings until Charday arrived. And I believe that for some of you listening as well right now, because we're using what we don't have as part of this world system as a crutch to why we can't move forward in what God has put down on the entities. So thank you for going back into that, because I think that's so important. And then you, you talked about how you used, right? You used that adversity, right? To take you to the next level. And I think that I'm trying to think of like what our, what the title of this episode will be, because I know you've already given so many gems already, but the fact that we've gone through adversity should be what pushes us into purpose and accepting that assignment. So thank you so much for speaking on that. And you know, thinking about you being modern pioneer woman, how would you describe that in your family? Like being that person in your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I tell you, when you know, when we get to 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 family, it's always a challenge because when you are born of God, which we all are, but when you really walk in that true, mm-hmm. given that calling. And always pursuing the things of God, 
you will become somewhat of a black sheep. Mm. Yeah. And I think for me, well, let me just say this first. I truly have to say it took me a moment to actually embrace, you know, that title of being, you know, that MVP or that that pioneer in the family because I have accomplished a lot, but I still felt like what defined me truly as an influencer or a game changer. It, it, it's not it's not much about me as an influencer. I've always had the hard posture to say, forget about what I've accomplished and what I've done despite of and being able to thrive. I, it's more important that what I inspire others to do. Mm, and for me, crazy enough, I always felt like, again, the black sheep. So going there, I've always, for me, you just have to be an investor. Mm. That's how, like, you have to be an investor. And to me, it's it's simple. It's all about time management. <laughs> we all have it, right? But we utilize it differently. I was not only willing to use my time to invest in me, you know, my studies, become um, different, learn more, read more, glean from very prolific people, but I wanted to be a better version of myself because sometimes we can be stuck in Lolabar, but we ain't gonna go there. That's a whole nother. Sometimes we can be stuck in Egypt. We can be stuck in a place but mm. you have to realize I had to become a risk taker mm. and be willing to bet on myself, mm. even when no one else did. Forget about that. I, I was a girl that grew up in Richmond Heights, you know, like in the hood and, and, and they, it, nothing. We was either going to do hair, you know, or just sell something. I don't know what. we and, and, and I'm not down talking to real qualified professional stylists that have made Right. a place for themselves, but sometimes it became a systemic or a just a, a thing where that's all you did, that that's all you become. But see, for me, I had to be that black sheep in order to really be the ram in the bush. Wow. Mm. To really be that person that had to make sacrifices within my family to stand out and inspire them. I feel like my first form of influence was within my family. I have three sisters. I have a brother. We have the um, the brother is the youngest. And for me, I have such a great relationship now with my mom because they always make jokes. You just got out of devotion. Oh, what's your, what's your prayer? <laughs> you know, I lead worship, praise, you know, prayer and everything with my family, with my sisters and my mom. But um, I'm just, I, I actually been able to embrace that more now than ever. Cause at first I just always felt so set apart, but I had to realize that was a sanctif- sanctification of being chosen. And you have to walk in it. That's so good. So good. So something you you spoke on so much, girl. Let me go back just a little bit. And you talked about how when you got into real estate, you realized that the biggest issue that the your people that you were working with, their biggest issue was financial literacy. Can you and you spoke about investing? Can you kind of tie in together how financial literacy and investing, not just in the ways of money, because one thing I teach on my platform is we are building wealth and success God's way. And wealth doesn't always have to do with money. A lot of times wealth starts with having that spiritual wealth, having spiritual knowledge, and actually, like you said, applying it because you can have a whole bunch of knowledge and don't apply any of it. And Uh sometimes that's how God will lead us through his wisdom and his knowledge. But can you give us, you know, just your take on financial literacy to spiritual literacy and how that kind of p- plays out, right, in our everyday lives as we pursue. 
Yeah. So, and, and the reason why the Holy Spirit gave me the word investor, because well, sometimes we can look at investors in a multifaceted way, you know, investors, because we all want to get to a place where we are an investor, right? We, we want to get to that quad in, because sometimes you can be an employee, self-employed, and then you can be the actual employer and then become that investor, meaning that it doesn't matter what I do for a living, everything that I do now, I have funds to actually invest and build things and you become more philanthropic. So I had to give that narrative because for me, I saw homes being broken, homes, we not having those conversations at the dinner table that was financial wellness because in homes of black and brown people, we don't talk about that at the dinner table, let alone sometimes we didn't have the dinner table. We ate at different times or ate on our bed in the room, watching TV or doing that or just, so I, I think we missed that step because when it was time for me to save, in my 20s, I was like, who taught me how to save money? I didn't know how to save money. I didn't know how to save. I learned from people that didn't look like me, but thank God I was able to, to have those bridges that afforded me to be in the place where I was now. But I had to realize, I don't sit around and teach people what someone else taught me. I taught what I was experienced. So I knew how to take certain funding and take certain money and learn about how you can save and have tax exempted. Because back in, since in the 1900s, a lot of people didn't realize that homes that made over a certain amount was only afforded to have life insurance, to know about annuities and to know what to invest their money in. And so I said, I want to learn more about this. If I lack here, God, let me impact here. Let me learn about real estate. Let me become licensed because if a certain amount of African-Americans don't own property, how can I be a person that now that I own property, now that I have a, a, a license in the state of Florida, so I'm now, I have a license that can print money, right? But I want to now be on a mission to help other people build wealth. And if we start having those conversations today, it is game changing. It is life changing. And you got to talk about how you can save money in life insurance policies. You got to talk about how you can save money when you're, you're planning your assets and not dying, trying to do GoFundMe's, hello somebody, and doing fish fries. To, to, to bury your cousin or to bury your mom because you have poor financial planning. And then, and, and I'm going to end with this. It, another thing is being a financial advisor, OMG. If y'all realize that a lot of these policemen would not be killing our people if all of these insurance companies had to pay out these checks. If we all get life insurance, a lot of these deaths and incidental or brutality or black on black crimes or even how the racial divide will no longer happen because what is going to happen is if they're killing all these people, these companies will now have to cut the check. Period. And we're talking some money. And when we start shaking the table and messing with their money, then they'll stop killing our people. I'm going to just... Shake the table, honey. Okay. <laughs> it needs to be shaken. And I think it's so important that we have these conversations. And that's why I had to, I said Chardé has to come on here because I know that you have a wealth of knowledge that even people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, they still don't know. And I know that I have a, a, a large range of people who listen to this show, and I don't know everything. And so I'm so glad that you're able to come on as a, a corporate baddie, okay, as a real estate agent, okay, and ab having that financial literacy that we need. And so 
you said something being in the field, right? Being in this field of real estate where I think you said you can print money pretty much like, you know, how to flip that thing. That's what I heard when you said it. (laughs) How could you not go out and share that with other individuals? And this goes back to if you have knowledge or experience, God is expecting you to show up and serve that one person, right? Because remember that one person, multiple people can identify with that one person, that one person for that one purpose. I, t- I talk about it all the time. That's why I'm repeating this on this yeah. uh, episode because I say it all the time and I feel like people aren't listening. And I think that we're in this time and season where God is like, I'm no longer giving you guys baby food. I'm no longer at this point where I'm spoon feeding you. I need you to hear me and I need you to do it. No yeah. longer are you just a hearer of the word. So I love that you said you're in this field. How could you not go out and teach others how to do it? How could you not take what you've learned knowing that you know nothing about it until whenever age you learned about it, right? How could you find out about this and not go share it? And so I hope that this convicts whoever is listening right now where God has been putting something on the inside of you or for you to just start by opening up your mouth on the job or opening up your mouth at the grocery store. I don't know. However, Holy Spirit is convicting you and you haven't been doing it. How could you not? It's kind of like, how dare you, right? How dare you not do what God is calling to do? And so I love that you spoke on that. Can you share a little bit more about um, not just because obviously I know you said, you know, you need those extra streams of income now that you're a homeowner and you have all these things. And I know you have a son and but talk about it from just a standpoint of not just having to get your do pay bills, but also the spiritual assignment behind it, why you have to do it. That's good. So I, I think, you know, living off, being created in his image and his life, that was one thing. But also we had an assignment to be fruitful and to multiply. And that's a part of the life work that he's created us. <laughs> it's vocational and relational, right? Vocational is what our occupation and what we are commissioned to do, right? And then relational is how we relate to others and kind of lead them back to our savior. And how can we be fruitful and multiply? One, if we're not planted, (laughs) we don't really stand for anything. We're not in the right soil to bear the right fruit. And then how are we going to multiply if we're not touching and feeding and serving others? A lot of us are only looking for the status and the titles, Mm. but they're not realizing that it it is truly the service over the status. Because who you serve will determine your status and to him. So if we're giving back our time and our treasures, he's going to be able to multiply everything that we need to be. It's almost like there are so many people still left behind. I just hear God saying that. And a lot of us want more, but we're investing our time in the wrong people because we see who is profitable, but it's not purposeful. We see the flamboyantness and the shiny things of these certain people that, oh, I want that. Oh, I'm going to click, 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 click. I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to do that. But it's not really a sign. It's not a part of your assignment. It's actually an assassin. Mm. And we have to know the difference of someone that is aligned with our assignment or really an assassin. Wow. So. Because sometimes if we're aligned with the wrong people, it can become a crisis to our character. And then we find ourselves bitter, upset, 
feeling that because we had false expectations for a person that only had a pint size and you had a gallon. Wow. How can mm. you feel me? Mm. You're not even spirit led. You're not, you don't even say the, serve the same God. You're not even, you may be following principles, but are they biblical? They need to There's hear it. A lot of people out here chasing clout, but they're only giving you crumbs. Oh, we don't want the crumbs anymore. Gone are the days of giving me a little bit, little bit, so I can continue to subscribe and pay to that. I don't want that. I, we want, we need full ingredients and instructions. We need the recipe. We need the temperature. In fact, I need to know exactly where you got it from and how much you paid for it. Okay. So I had to be that change I wanted to see. I don't give people a crumbs. Okay. I'm going to give it to you step by step. And in fact, if you need help on step three, I'll wait. I will wait. You have to meet people where they are. Mm. You have to meet people where they are. So it's just, I I, I don't even know if I answered your question. No, I mean, it had to be said, okay? Because many of us, we rank high in the spirit. But because we don't think so high of ourselves, we leave ourselves to to kind of be on the floor with with the slithering snakes and with the low level, the low level spirits and low level demons, because we don't think high enough of ourselves. We don't see who we are. We don't see us as God sees us. So like you said, somebody else only got a little bit, but God didn't give you a whole gallon. But because you don't see the whole gallon that you have access to. You think you need to go pour or 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 tug on that other person's little bitty water bottle that they have. Yep. When really you're the one directly connected to the source. And I don't know what it is about us as Christians that we kind of get stuck in this place, right? We get stuck in this place. And I, I think it could possibly be a spirit of religion, right? We don't really see everything that we could have access to, or, you know, there's trauma that we've gone through. There's things that we've experienced in our lives. And so I just love that you said that you said exactly what needed to be said. And I pray that it's penetrating the hearts. Like I said, of those listening right now. Um, I know we talked about your family just a little bit, but, and how being the real MVP could Mm -hmm. actually end you up in other words, in words of the world is being like that black sheep. Yeah. How do you navigate? You know, how did you navigate? Because like you said, I know you said you guys have grown a lot, but how did you navigate that for somebody who's in that space right now? And they're like, well, maybe I should just not say nothing or not do too much because I don't want to be treated like this. Whew, that's big because I, I can't I I can't be a person that dim my life, you know, just for others to get reception or get energy or whatever that thing is like no I am me unapologetically I am fearfully and wonderfully made I'm going to embrace this and walk in it whether you like it or not see what people need to realize is that God made me just like he made you right and God chose me so you can't take it personal it's purposeful like don't take it personal <laughs> like it's don't purposeful. it's purposeful like it's a part of my design it's a part of my destiny it's a part of my per- my purpose so if you don't like me then i already know the individual don't like themselves you know but sometimes they can also hate on you because how other people love you 
And they don't know how to love like that. It's a heart issue. And I just had to just like, oh, well, like I can't, sometimes you can't really explain yourself to so many people. Explanation is out the door. It's all about demonstration at this point because I'm a doer. I can't sit around and argue back and forth and wrestle with flesh. Even the word says that. Carnal minds, sometimes they will never see, they will try to contaminate the things of what God is doing, but they can never understand it for themselves. So don't argue with them. Just continue to be the light and show them and and move forward because eventually the same people (laughs) that doubted you, that didn't believe in you, that said you was doing too much, they're going to need you and they're going to start remembering how they knew you and how they met you because they're going to see you have the visibility, the accessibility and the mobility. And, and, and what the main thing is I'm born of God. God did. God did. (laughs) So I don't, I, it don't bother me. Like I'm girl, I walk in and like, listen, this is me. Like it. I love it. Again, don't take it personal. It's purposeful. That's so good. Oh my goodness. That's so good. (laughs) You know, this platform is about helping people dare to pursue, pushing Mm -hmm. in the pursuit to keep going. Don't stop. And I love that you said that. It's kind of like you kind of, what's that song where he was like, go and brush your shoulders off. You're like, you got to brush the head. You got to just keep going and you have to just do regardless of what other people are saying, regardless, because, and again, eventually they'll see like, dang, I should have never talked to her like that. Or I should have never treated her like that. I, you know, I was wrong. Clearly I was wrong because let me tell you, when you give God your yes, regardless of what the naysayers are saying, or regardless of what the world is saying, because the world, and I'm using the world, the world wants you to do what it wants you to do. It never wants you to do what God wants you to do. So when you decide Hey, I'm going to just do whatever God says. And I don't care what nobody else has to say. He's going to continue to elevate you. He's going to continue to take you from glory to glory. And so that was just so good. So good. And I love that you have that attitude, right? And I believe that as Christians, not even as business owners, not even nothing extra, just as a Christian, somebody who believes in Christ, you should always have that attitude. And I and I had to do my work to get there. I didn't always have that attitude. And so I love that you were able to say, like, that's just who I've always been, period. So love that. I love when you say period. <laughs> period. Okay. So can you tell us before we go any further? I need to know a why behind what is your favorite scripture. Now you haven't shared it with us just yet, but I want to hear what's your favorite scripture and why and like. Why do you tug on that scripture and how does it help you with being modern pioneer woman? Mm. That's good. My, I feel like my favorite or my go-to or my anchored scripture is Matthew 633. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Um, A lot of times when we have favorite scriptures, sometimes we kind of, we kind of got to go to the full context of what's being said and how it relates. Um, that scripture really got me through my first year of being a full-time entrepreneur. And when I tell you, and the reason why it got me through is sometimes we were just trying to serve, serve, or so, 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 
so that we can, you know, have the money. And I realized that I had it, I had to seek him first. So I don't have to worry about And even in that chapter, they're talking about clothes and food, which is really still a modern thing today. We have to wor- worry about our overhead, our expenses. How are we going to eat, especially if you have children? How are we going to look if we're, you know, the brand ambassador and the influencers of our business? But when I seek him first and seek the kingdom, meaning the all of us, I had to start coming with the heart's posture to serve and not just sell. So good. And God had to really, really remind me. I hope you're ready for this because he blessed me last year. He had to remind me that there is a difference of being a fisherman and a fisher of men. He took me from being a fisherman because I was always used to that. And you think about Peter, that's all he did, right? But when he said, when he told, he told him to follow him, you have to understand that was a breaking already. So God, when when he told me to leave corporate America and to follow him, I knew I no longer had to be the fisherman or the account, the pharma account manager. I had to realize that I was a fisher of man. And now that I'm called and chosen to walk in the path, I have to seek him first. And, And it's a decision every day. I choose to follow him because I know that I am no longer what I was before. I'm not a fisherman. I'm not a pharma account manager. I'm not a corporate executive. I am called by God. I have an apostolic anointing that I have to walk in to really equip and edify the kingdom, the people that need to do things that are world changes. So I had to know that it's not even about serving. It's not even about the status. It's not even about literally the selling. It was about seeking him first. He was able to give me the divine intervention that I need. He was able to give me the revelation that I needed of how to make products, of how to serve people, of how to become this brand strategist, this growth strategist, this business strategist that I am today, because I sought after him. That even if I have $0 days, $200 days, 2,000 days, it turned into 10,000 days, $10,000 days, because I was able, if I got to spend four hours on my face, okay, I would do it because I know that there is a return of that investment because I chose to seek him first. I can do so many other things, but I can't speak to nobody else before I speak to God. I can't sell nothing before I seek God because there is a pattern that produces certain products. And if you don't have a relationship with God and you don't seek him first, you will produce poor products Mm. because of bad patterns. Mm. So I just, again, that's why Matthew 6.33 stands out. And it's going to always and forever be an anchored scripture because if I seek him, there is no thing, meaning nothing I will have to worry about because it will be added. I can allow those thoughts to become things because I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I've seeking him first and he's added all things. I'm telling you, it... it, It's it's a beautiful thing. And that's what I did. And that's why I favorite scripture today. No, like that's so good. And I believe I've been doing the work. We have over 80 episodes where I am talking and telling everyone, you know, 
how to truly align your mind. You have to have a mindset shift and a mind renewal to be able to say, mm. I don't care. I don't care about nothing else that's going on. As long as I sought, sought out God today, I know it's going to be food on my table. I know I'm going to get paid. I know, I know I'm going to have everything that I need and some. Yeah. I know this, right? And so that's why I talk about it so much. Like prayer and praise should be at the forefront of your very of your life. Like that's why I say when we're building um wealth and success God's way, the wealth has nothing to do with the money. It has nothing to do with money. When you build spiritual success, I'm sorry, wealth, when you build spiritual wealth, God is going to deposit on the inside of you wisdom on how to go get the next client, how to find how to say something to somebody, how to send that contract, how much to charge, what to uh, have as your product or your service. Because like you said, if you don't have that connection to him, then you're going to be selling, you're going to create poverty products, right? Because we've talked about this so many times on PPD, poverty products. And then poverty products, they might get you a couple hundred dollars here and there, but they're not going to do what you're expecting them to do. They're not (laughs) going to take you out the hood, you know? So it's a difference. So I love that you spoke on uh, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. so we're almost done, but I got I got a couple more questions because I'm like, I know you got that knowledge for us. OK, so what? OK, hold on. OK, so my next question is, what is something tangible that these listeners could do to seek God first in their daily lives? Ooh. First of all, know that scripture, learn that scripture, live that scripture. Um, we always hear back in, you know, the Bible days or when we were growing up, you know, thank God for the hearers and the seers and the readers. And but most importantly, let's be a doer. <laughs> let's be a doer of his word. But something that I would share of how to seek um, God first, um, just live a God first life. Um, something that one of my pastor, which I love at a live church, um, Ken Clater, he always say, sometimes you got to give God your first. If you if you don't know how to really give de- devotion to God, when you wake up, give him your first five minutes, give him your first 15, whatever the F looks like for you. But just you have to really make the investment to say, God, I thank you because you want to live a God first life. That's really what Matthew 6.33 is about. So when you first, when you start your day, don't start it without him. Start it first by seeking him. Asking him, God, allow your light to shine through me, God. God, just uh, what whatever it is you have for me today, and let allow it to smile. And I even heard one of my clients I was working with them this week. They said, "Have a great day on purpose." And I was like, "Oh, that's good." If we're always purposeful and intentional about everything that we do, how are we going to really only just read a scripture and not live it? So, to in order to seek ye first, the kingdom is seek him first and ask. What is it that he needs you to do today? And ask him, God, make me aware of your presence. Because sometimes we just don't feel God. But ask him to always make you aware of his presence, that you just not only have a conscience of who he is, but wherever you are, that you're just God-filled. You never know in the grocery store or at the library or at Starbucks that someone is going to need your smile or they're going to need to hear your voice, to hear something that you inspire them to do, but it really is just God shining his light. I've always lived on that. I got saved when I was 16 years old and I didn't have the, 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 uh, a nun life, right? <laughs> I'm a single mom. I have a single mom foundation. I, I, I literally had to thrive y'all in toxic environments. And I got a book coming out. Don't play. 
Okay. Him first by speaking to him first, spending time with him first. That is giving him that five, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 15 minutes. You know, I give an hour daily, sometimes two hours, but it really depends on what season you're in. So by seeking him first is really speaking to him first and asking God for divine instructions for your day. And it's going to be powerful. So good. So good. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for everything that you have shared with us so far. I only have more question for you, um, but I definitely feel like we're going to have to have you back so that we can talk about, you know, just going deeper into being that kingdompreneur, right? Mm -hmm. Deeper into that. Um, But our our last question today is just, you know, what advice, what piece of advice or strategy would you give to other modern pioneer women in pursuit of wealth and success God's way? Amen. That's good. That's, that's really good to end it with that too. Um, Advice that I would give is, to be secure. Mm. Um, and the reason why I say that many women are insecure, mm. We're insecure, and it makes us feel incompetent and insignificant. And what's happening is it also causes you to be insecure of your why, your calling, your body, your finances, your future. And those insecurities become a hindrance and slows your trajectory of your walk, your life, your superpower, whatever that is for you. So my greatest advice is to be secure. And how do we be secure is we have to put in the work. You can have faith, but still put in no work. But see, one thing about God, and I love this about him, is that he is the only God that can give you multiplication through subtraction. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some things, women, that you are going to have to strip. See, he did it with Peter. He did it with him and his brother when he said, follow me. See, he, he had to subtract some things out of the life. And then later in the story, he met two other brothers and they had to leave Zebedee's father. They had to leave them yeah. for them to get the things. So I'm saying this to say there are some things that you think that you need, but you don't. They're in the way. It could be relationships. It can be a job. It can be a product. You know, in in business, you have to be secure in who you are. And also serving with people who honor your vision as well. That is so important. If they don't believe in you, how are they going to partner with you? So I have to say the word is secure. Just be secure. Really study what your craft is. Study what your expertise is. Sought after those that are in a space that you want to be. Ask them what were their opportunities and their challenges. You have to be secure because if you are insecure, it will hold you back. You won't get further faster because you are always thinking about that insecurity or always either what? Comparing yourself a thief of joy. I want to walk in the joy. I want to walk in the freedom. I want to walk in the fullness. And the, and how I've been able to become that modern pioneer woman in pursuit of wealth and success is because I lack insecurities. Okay. Yeah, there are some things that I want to fix, right? But he made you different to make a difference. Mm. 
So be secure in who you are. That means you'll be able to secure the bag. <laughs> you will be able to secure the business. You will be able to secure everything that God has destined for you because I'm not thinking about my body or my finances. If I need to fix my finances, then I need to start somewhere. I need to get a book. I need to find somebody maybe in my family that is secure in their finances and then ask them. See, what's happening is a lot of us are afraid to ask. We just want to strike. We want to do things, but we got to speak to the mountain. We got to speak to the giant. We got to speak to the rock. Whatever is in your way, speak to it so that you can be more secure and live that God-filled life that he has destined for you. So that's my advice. That is the best advice I think that you could give anybody for all 2023 and beyond, because the world is going to do its best to try to get you to feel insecure. The world, your family, your job, whatever you have going on, it's always going to be social media is all about people's insecurities. If we want to be honest, it's a pool of it. (laughs) I mean, literally, you know, I used to be in a place in a space where I was stuck and holding myself back because I was insecure with, oh, I need to make sure my hair, my nails, all this got to be done before I can do whatever I need to do. And what I do today, I still showed up and the devil was trying to, he tried it, but we still here. Okay. <laughs> and we're gonna get this interview out because y'all need to hear this. Okay. And I could not have said that better. Security in Christ, security in who you are and who you call, you've been called to be. You're not Victoria. You're not Charday. You're not Michelle Obama. You are you. Yep. Okay. You are you. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Go straight to the source to get your strategy and implement. Yes. Execute. Yes. And so thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This was so good. Um, so good on so many levels. I pray that y'all was taking notes. I pray y'all was doing everything that you needed to do. Sharday, go ahead and tell us where they can find you on social media, your website, all that good stuff. Okay. So my website is www.shardayserves.com. And I also have an Instagram. I have a personal and a professional. If you go to my website, it'll take you to all my professional handlers. But for my personal um, IG, it is S-H-A-R-D, the number eight Y, because I was born in August and eight represents new beginnings. So yes, shardayserves.com and follow me. I'm so excited. Awesome. Awesome. Y'all make sure y'all get connected to Miss Charday because number one, Charday the strategist. Sorry, excuse me. Um, because I'm telling you, this woman is full of power. This woman is full of authority. And I just thank God that we were able to even be uh, connected literally, I think a year ago today yeah, it was, yeah. probably, was our first time going live on PPD. So I just am so glad. I love you. I've just grown to love you so much throughout this process. And again, you will definitely be invited back. Okay. We got it. <laughs> so that is all I have for you guys today on the Dare to Pursue podcast. I love you guys so much. Make sure that you share this out with the last five people you told that you love or the last 10 people that you texted. Okay. Just share this out. Let them know that they too have been called by God and they need to tap into that as well, no matter what their adversities have been, no matter what they've gone through in their lives. So I love you guys so much and I will see you in the next episode.